0: Just happy that Filipino cuisine is um, is doing well in Australia and in Melbourne in general. I'm really excited for what's to come in the future.
1: Today for Dirty Linens Summer Series, we are chatting to Joff Hernandez. He is a Melbourne chef. And his lutong lupa is a private dining experience and pop-ups with a focus on vegetarian Filipino food. Uh, I am such a keen student of Filipino cuisine, and Joff, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Welcome to Daddy Linen.
0: Wow, thank you so much for having me, uh, Danny. I'm a huge fan of the show, as I've, as I've told you um, before here. So it's an honor to be here representing the Philippines as well.
1: Yeah, so good. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Okay, so um, I've been working in the food industry for around four years now. And I moved to Melbourne around two years ago uh, to f- finish my master's in hospitality at um, the hotel school in here in Lonsdale, by Lonsdale Street here in the city. And um, I've been working in the hospitality industry as well. I have worked in cafes, and also I'm currently working at Smith & Daughters. And um, Lutong Lupa is uh, one of my private dining businesses on the side. It's just a way for me to really make money and have creative expression of Filipino cuisine because I really believe that it's been underrepresented for a very long time. However, I, I, I also see that there's a lot of potential and moving forward that Filipino cuisine is already here, I'd say um, with a lot of talented uh, chefs around who are doing a lot of great stuff. Um, It's just, uh, it's just really nice to see that Filipino food is getting uh, more recognition more and more. And so Lutong Lupa is basically one of the businesses that I started during the pandemic. I, uh, I didn't really have um, a lot of, Um, things to do during the lockdown because I was staying in a private studio apartment and um, I didn't have anything to do do for several months so I thought it would be a good idea to challenge myself to become vegetarian to help me um, stay I don't know grounded during that time because I have a history with um, mental illness like battling mental illness so I used um vegetarian cooking as a way, as a means for me to really find certainty in the uncertain times of COVID. Yeah. So that's basically where it started.
1: Wow. That is really full on. That's amazing. What a powerful introduction. Jeff, um, why do you, I mean, did vegetarian food or, you know, this change in your diet help keep you on an even keel? And if so, why do you think it did?
0: Um, I, I really feel like the, um, shifting my diet to vegetarianism, although now I'm not a full on vegetarian, like I'm, I, I I eat like meat every now and then. Cause you know, as a chef, like it's hard to say no when other chefs want you to try their, their really tasty food, especially if it's Filipino food, we don't really have, we have a lot of delicious, like meat, uh. Meats and seafood, so I couldn't say no to the the food that they were offering me. But yeah, I believe that the vegetarianism at that time really helped me focus because um, it helps you kind of think: what if you um, if you were to cook three meals a day that were vegetarian? Your mind is going to start rolling, right? You're going to be very active in trying to make all those three meals breakfast, lunch, and dinner vegetarian. So that's what I used as like my technique, my method of really grounding myself. And then it caught on later to me wanting to just cook Filipino food in general, uh, but with a plant-based twist. And it just kind of, it just, I just fell down in this rabbit hole of like searching uh, recipes online. And funnily enough, I had been following Smith & Daughters for um, almost a year at that time when I had arrived in Melbourne. And um, when I started uh, the private dining, I also saw an opening from for the restaurant. So I just went for it and I guess it just aligned that I was doing from shifting my diet to vegetarianism to creating a plant-based dining that's Filipino and then making my way to uh, the restaurant where I'm really learning and um, just embracing all of the opportunities to learn.
1: That's so exciting. So for people who don't know, Smith & Daughters is a vegan restaurant uh, run by Shannon Martinez. And um, yeah, so creative. Uh, yeah, that's just so interesting. So Geoff, I'm even more intrigued now to learn about which which dishes or, or memorable meals you're going to talk about for our summer series. Um, yeah, I'm just so interested how it's going to further elucidate your interesting pathway so please lay it on me
0: <laughs> yeah so um since i don't i don't, uh, don't want to be too biased but I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm i've been doing this for a couple of for like 10 months now so uh, for almost a year and a half now so um i would say like if people have ever experienced a boodle fight have you ever heard of a boodle fight uh danny
1: Oh my goodness! So yes, I have, but I'm sure I don't understand it properly. But I feel like—is it when you're eating a whole bunch of food with friends around a, around a table and it's with your hands?
0: Yes, um, it's it's that that is that is correct, and it's become like a uh, a culinary like heritage of Filipinos, especially abroad who aren't in the Philippines. It helps them really reconnect with their um, with their heritage, because you know, just the feeling of eating, there's this a sense of camaraderie, like in between, like the people who are eating, because uh, the Boodle has its traces from the military in the Philippines, where uh, many of the soldiers didn't have much to eat on. So when they were in, when they were in the jungle and exposed to warfare, there they would take away the banana leaves from the from the forest and pretty much eat with their hands on it as a plate. And so it really evolved from that to something that's become um, something gimmicky. But at the same time, I guess, as long as you're really um, respecting the culture and the food, that doesn't really matter. But a Buddha fight is is just something I'd say is uh, one of my favorite things to do.
1: I love it. So does it matter what the food is or it's just the fact that you're sitting around and you're eating with your hands?
0: Okay. So that's the very interesting thing. Um, Traditionally or quote unquote, traditionally it would be a lot of like rice in the middle because that's our primary carbohydrate in the Philippines, Um, a staple in the Philippines. So there's rice, there's a lot of grilled meats, uh, grilled seafood, um, not so much emphasis on the vegetables, So that's precisely why like I'm trying to turn that thing inside out where the boodle fight is now focused on the vegetables versus it being primarily about the meat. But, but yeah, like mostly, yeah, it, it, it's really, it's really something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. So um, I love that one. Have you got another one to tell me about?
0: Um, another food experience, um, I I would say is like for every Filipino, and sorry for the for the for the vegetarians and vegans out there, but um, it has to be lechon, like le- lechon uh, Filipino lechon, like whether it be Cebu lechon or other types of suckling pig, that's like uh, roasted and used with the herbs and spices, especially the lemongrass, the star anise. And a lot more herbs and spices that they stuff the lechon with. That's just really tasty. That's that's something that I would say is truly Filipino. And uh, people will, anybody will really enjoy. It's like eating porchetta or um, uh, a roast pork banh mi, very similar.
1: Mm, Just absolutely iconic.
0: Yes. (laughs) Very iconic.
1: Why do you think it is, you know, like there's, you know, there's, obviously so much in the way of vegetables and fruits that are grown in the Philippines. Like, why do you think it, um, it is so unusual to create a vegetarian cuisine?
0: Mm, I think it, it's mainly about the, the use, uh, the education of the, the cooks um, because I, I really, I really think that it, um, if, if the, if the cooks and in, in really knew how to use um, certain vegetables for for new dishes or on exi- or, in, or on existing dishes they would be able to develop that kind of cuisine but because um, there was so much influence with the Americans, the Spanish, the Japanese, um, the British even at one point um, and all of these things that really stopped um, I'd say, uh, the, the filipinos from really developing their own cuisine because of so much things that happened along the way throughout the last 100 uh actually more than 400 years from the spanish so i i think it just got lost because there was so much of the influence from the others that they were the, the spanish were giving us so much of their their recipes and and also the chinese with their ingredients so it didn't it didn't um I, sorry, I'm losing my words. <laughs> but, uh, but
1: No, it's good. I get what you're saying. It's almost like it got, it got sort of drowned in a whole bunch of influences.
0: Yes, yes. That, that, that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. It's, um, and it just got lost from the cooks because they didn't have their own um, way to cook things, their own way. So they just got used to what was influenced onto them. I, I think that that's just my own personal opinion. That's not fact or anything.
1: Well, so I mean, can you give me an example of a dish that a vegetarian dish that you've created or that you've adapted from a Filipino classic?
0: Uh, yes. So uh, one of my favorite dishes is um, this dish called ginisang Mungo, the Mung Bean Stew. Um, basically, it's our our Filipino version of beans and rice. Like we put mung beans and cook it down in a stew with onions, garlic, soy sauce, and other um, spices. And then we cook down the mung beans. So they're like like similar to like a dal in, in Indian cuisine. And then we put it on top of rice. But I didn't think that serving that to a Filipino-Australian or Australian market would uh, really um, take off. So I took the flavors of the mung bean and made it into a hummus so that people would have we um, would be able to approach it more and in, in an easier way and so far it's been working really well like um, so the mung bean hummus and I ferment my own tempeh and I also and and put it with the hummus and then you can use pita chips to like pick it up and uh, scoop it out so it's it's like a it's like a, a modern twist to a, a Filipino classic and still using your hands. So it's kind of um, try, it's trying to um, innovate how we can eat, how we can evolve with the Boodle fight as well.
1: Oh, Joff, I just love that so much. You know, I'm obsessed with hummus and um, now just you've taken it to a whole new level. This is really exciting. I love it.
0: Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say.
1: <laughs> do you reckon um is Australia I mean, could you have done that in the Philippines or do you need to come to a third place to, to do it? Well, when I say third place, I mean do you need to be like living between cultures as um as you are a little bit at the moment to to be able to do that, just do something so radical?
0: I don't think Uh, You can find it anywhere else like this is really what's unique to what I've experienced here in Melbourne and my experiences in Manila Um, This hummus actually because during lockdown I was buying like tubs and tubs and tubs of the Obella hummus like the one the, the regular hummus the one with caramelized onions and then I just saw like What if I could you know transform like hummus into something that has a Filipino flavor? And then then when you fall down that rabbit hole, that's just when you kind of, you know, experiment and see what works and see what doesn't. And I've had a lot of failed dishes that I just have to like put in the bin. So yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so excited that um, that one was a winner. It sounds so exciting and good. Um, Joff, is there anything else that you want to tell us about on this little summer show? Um,
0: <laughs> not so much. Like it's more of like um, I'm just happy that Filipino cuisine is um, is doing well in Australia and in Melbourne in general. Um, I, I, I'm I'm just really excited to be. Um, in the hospitality industry again, like after everything that's happened these last two years and I'm really excited for what's to come in the future. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm really excited. Are you planning to stay in Melbourne? She she asks, hopefully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. I plan to stay stay here for as long as I can
1: Yay. and hopefully
0: have more, have more events with Lutong Lupa. Um, we actually have uh, an event on the 20th at Chibog in West Footscray. We're doing six courses and we're serving also caraton um, uh, Sorbetas from uh, Chef John Rivera, who all us, all of us Filipinos deeply respect here in the community. And um, yeah, we're so excited that the Filipino food is really taking off and that's really what we've been we've been fighting for. And it's already here. So we're very pleased and we'll continue to keep uh, making that a reality.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you guys are doing it because I'm learning a lot and I love what I'm learning. So, um, Joff, thank you so much for spending some time with us today and telling us about these dishes, both old and radical. I absolutely love it. Um, Good luck with the event at at Chibog as well. And I hope to eat your food soon.
0: Thank you very much, Danny. Thank you so much and hope to speak to you guys soon.
1: Yeah, you take care. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Valant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirty linen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.